Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you here on the program. I know everybody wants us to get to Jackson's date to post Malone. We will, but I want to set the table. Uh, and that is text into the program, 65780 Air Comfort Service text line, or leave a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. We will certainly break down quarter by quarter the uh, Abilene Christian game. Uh, and we also will, of course, uh, go through the Cardinal uh, hits yesterday and play each one of those. Uh, but, but Jackson, you wanted to spend a half hour on uh, Saturday night and your your date. <laughs> I, I did it. At uh, the Post Malone show and, of course, Posty going through the stage. Oh, man, I felt bad for that. Was, I feel really bad for him because it was a simple mistake and he ended up in bad shape. Were you uh, were you right there by the stage? No, so kind of just like right in front of the stage. Mm-hmm. They had like a weird setup where it was like three different kind of stages all connected to one, and there was a big hole in the middle where they would put the mic stand for when he went acoustic, and I guess they forgot to close it, or he forgot that it was there, and he just put his whole leg through it and landed right on his abdomen, like on his side. Ah! And he was down. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad to hear that it was like, just like that. I thought he, something really serious had happened to him. Because he was like down on the ground, there was uh, twenty people around him, like his, I guess, tour crew, and I thought his leg was shaking. I thought something really bad happened because he said before the show that he was feeling not very good. But uh, no, luckily it was just uh, a stage malfunction. But it was a little scary. But he came back out because he's a he's a true champion. He loves this town. He's wearing the Blues jersey. Yeah, he was number seventy-seven. Yeah. Post. Post. <laughs> I love uh, that. So where 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 were you? So you weren't sitting. Where were you sitting? I was sitting uh, like right above section one ten. What uh, do you mean above section one ten? Then it would be in a section. <laughs> it was like this. Or are you just so ledoux? You have to have a section with a one in front of it, even if though it wasn't. Yeah, it was a. It was kind of like a more private section. Oh, you were in a suite. Kind of, yeah. What do you mean? How about this? <laughs> just, it's a yes or no question. Just, were you in a suite? Yes. Yes, I was in a suite. It was very. I was gifted these tickets by a wonderful listener. Thank you to that person. Your whole life is a gift. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was, thank you to that person. They know who they are. Was this your first date with this lass? No. Oh wow, Johnny Monogamy over here. Listen, it was it was a, it was a good time. Everyone had time. Uh, it was a quality show, and it was a lot of fun. When you're on your hinge profile, do you say I am Piddles? And <laughs> yes. the, Hear me roar. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's how I usually preface every. As if before you start messaging me, know that I am Piddles. I am him. I hear Piddles' negative energy at the concert caused Post Malone's three bo- broken ribs. That's from the 314. Least surprising thing ever is that Jackson's a Post Malone fanboy. That's from the 636. Wow, of course he was in a suite. It's from the 314. First of all, Post Malone's awesome, so I won't hear any slander about that. His music rocks. And... Uh, yeah, I went to the show. It was a, it was a last second. Someone offered me the tickets. I said, absolutely, I'd love to go. Man, when you get tickets offered to you, they're not like, hey, it's face value, it's upper bowl, but you know, if you're interested, it's, hey, we have a suite. I know it's four thirty. Can your car service get you there yeah. in time? Well, I had to move some things around, but yeah, it was what did they call it? Gratis. <laughs> it was, the tickets were gratis. Gratis. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of people are commenting on that, as you might imagine. Uh, Little Piddles with a big, big Saturday. Uh, did you go to Pearl Jam? No, no, no. Do you view Pearl Jam as something for the olds? No, no. Mm, for, I, I kind of I noticed your pitch changed a little bit. Well, they were really popular like in the late 80s, early 90s, right? Early 90s. Yeah. Uh, when so it no, got that, going. That's like people in their mid-40s. All right. I wouldn't necessarily call that olds. Like, like the Stones would be like... But I like the Stones, so. But that would certainly be because they were popular in the 60s and 70s. You can go to Post Malone, Pearl Jam, Rolling Stones. Which one are you going to and rank in order of preference? Go. I'll say Rolling Stones because that's a, you know, that's something you tell your kids that you got to see Rolling Stones. Then Post Malone because I know all of his music and I can sing along to it. And then three Pearl Jam, which would also be awesome. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I think yeah. people can accept But I've that seen offer. Post Malone now, so that kind of changes it. Uh, did Piddle's dad buy him the tickets or did he make his date pay from the 573? I was gifted these tickets, so nobody paid. Post Malone is great if you're a douchebag frat boy. That's from the 636. I mean, they're coming after you here. Must have been 15,000 douchebag frat boys there because it was packed. Wow! I don't know what to tell you. But you weren't associated with the proletariat. You were in the suite. Right, yeah. I couldn't be mixed up with all the others. (laughs) There it is. I couldn't be me. Finally got to the truth. Uh, It took five minutes, but that's when I got there. It's 10.05 in St. Louis. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Uh, Biggest story of the sports weekend, go. Wow. Um, I don't know if there's like a huge headline. Well, that's why I'm putting you to the test because if there was an obvious one, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I, have played a, slap and tickle with you sitting in the suite at Post Malone. From a national standpoint, a ton of underdogs won in the NFL. I'd say that's kind of a big story. Trey Lance out for the season's kind of a big story. Locally, yeah, though, huge I mean, in St. Louis, right? Well, I'm saying nationally, but for the local, I guess the Cardinals' lack of offense is probably the biggest headline. I'm curious where people are on this because I'm telling you it reminds me of 2009 because it's it's odd and at this point there's a large enough sample size where you're going eh, this is bats are cold you, you want to tell yourself it's going to be all right and I saw what Ali Marmol said he goes you know I mean I would be concerned but I mean it's Paul Goldschmidt you know he's going to hit and I would agree with that yeah I do agree with that yeah. And when they were on the heater, they were getting the pitching, and certainly the influx of Montgomery and Quintana played a role in that. Because it's not like Michaelis and Wainwright were pitching particularly well, if you recall. Um, and then, and Hudson got sent down. But you had Newt Bar hitting, you had Goldschmidt hitting, you had Arnato hitting, you had Edmund hitting. Also, I think it's important, even though it wasn't like this was just one game, but yesterday uh, I saw Alexa, who was just in here with Kerry Davis, uh, interviewing... Goldschmidt following the game on Saturday night 
And he said, yeah, it's great we won. I was terrible in both games. And Ali Marmol said he was not seeing the field today, no matter what. And same case with Edmund. He wanted to give him a full, real day off. So you had both those bats out of there. Now, with that said, let me make this clear. I'm not quote-unquote excusing it, and there's really not any excusing as if anybody gives a damn if I'm holding people accountable here on the radio. But I'm talking about from a fan standpoint, are you getting concerned? I don't know if I would say I'm getting concerned, but I'm going, ah, I don't I don't like seeing this. And it's a weird spot because you have this comfortable lead, barring a, a true mathematical phenomenon at this point. They are the three seed. Uh, they're so far back of the Mets and so far ahead of the Brewers that there's just really nothing else. It's just a matter of who they're going to be playing in St. Louis in a couple of weekends, that's that's essentially the drama yeah. for the best of three. Yeah, it's going to it, that is from a team standpoint. Of course, you have the Albert Pujols situation, which we'll get to momentarily. But from a team standpoint, from a team standpoint, in 2009, they had a big lead, had a great team, similar to this, um, and you had them just kind of fall off in September. And the narrative in St. Louis, which I think you might start hearing, or maybe it's already started getting talked about, written about, is, well, they'll just flip the switch. They're not motivated. And they'll flip the switch when the time comes. Let me tell you something. You, you can be down 3 nothing in the third inning of game one, and you go, my God, this is a little concerning. They better win this, or they're going to be facing elimination tomorrow. It's that quick in a best-of-three situation. And so, from that standpoint, you got to come out of the gates firing. And I do think there is some real merit to momentum. I also think that from the standpoint of what this team is, that the fact of the matter is you're just not getting hitting from guys who are going to produce. What is alarming is it's coming against the caliber of opposition and pitching that it is. You have these teams, the Reds in particular, just kind of mixing and matching randoms out there. And they're just keeping the Cardinals in check. And this wasn't just yesterday. This was also the nightcap on Saturday. The Cardinals winning that one nothing. Jackson, what is your perspective? Well, I think they got uh, yeah the lack of offense is certainly concerning, and they got this road trip, West Coast road trip, Padres and Dodgers. This is the time. Like, if they are only get two games out of the six games in the road trip, that's very concerning because this is going to be going up against playoff quality teams. So that could be a real issue, I think. But on the other hand, if they do come alive against the Dodgers and Padres, then you're feeling a lot better. So I think this next upcoming road trip is where you're really going to find out a lot about what the playoff run could look like. Dodgers' only motive is history at this point. They're a 100-win team and everything's locked up for them. Uh, But with regards to the Padres, they are fighting for a wild card spot. And that thing isn't locked up. No. Um, It's likely that they are in, but it is not locked up. You have the Braves currently trailing the Mets. So one of those two teams is going to win the division. The other one's going to be uh, the wild card and the four seed. Then you have the Padres, who are a half game up on the Phillies, uh, and they are two and a half games up on the Brewers. The Brewers trailing the the Phillies by two games. So you have three teams fighting for two spots. You can't let off uh, the gas if you are the San Diego Padres, and that's who the Cardinals get starting tomorrow night then they head to Los, An- Los Angeles then back to St. Louis to uh, or back to Midwest and taking on the Brewers in Milwaukee before the Cardinals head back to St. Louis for three against the Pirates uh, Action Jackson it's going to be a test uh, you're going to see Clevenger, Manaya, and Snell 
I mean, yeah. that gives you an idea. So you're not even seeing Darvish or Musgrove. That no. shows you the kind of pitching. And then you sit there and go, how in the world is this team right, exactly. kind of flopping around? The yeah. Tatis thing is a real thing. I think when they acquired Soto, they thought, we are going to win the World Series. We are going to beat the Dodgers. Don't care how good they are. Don't care how great the Yankees record is. This is the year. And then that happens within hours of the Soto trade. And they've kind of been flopping around. Soto also has been flopping around, although he got hot uh, this weekend and had a big, big game. So perhaps that is going to carry over. They need it to happen. But the Cardinals are going to be dealing with Clevenger, Benaya, and Snell. And then the Padres head to Colorado and have Musgrove and Darvish ready to go. So that gives you an idea of the caliber of talent. Yeah. If you're looking for a value play for the World Series, the Padres wouldn't be a bad one because they're certainly not a favorite. And they're not even locked into the playoffs right now. So that's what the Cardinals have. That starts tomorrow night in San Diego. Night game, night game, day game before they head to Los Angeles. On the other side of the break, we will talk about Albert Pujols, the home run that tied things up and brought him one closer to the mark. He's now two away from 700 home runs. That conversation, plus the Missouri football debacle, the weekend that was in the NFL and college football. It's all coming up here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN. One hour of midday radio magic. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, who now would like you to just call him Piddles. He is no longer Lil Piddles. It's like what happened with Bow Wow. Uh, just please call him Bow Wow. Right. Yeah. I, I've you can I've shedded the little moniker. Now that he took a date to Post Malone and sat in a suite, he will now like to be called Piddles. Yeah. Big Piddles. Post Piddles. <laughs> Six five seven eight zero. <laughs> text in Air Comfort Service text line. Leave a mic drop. One hundred and one ESPN mic. Do we have any mic drops? Oh, I should take a look. Oh. <laughs> Albert Pujols, uh, I assume you were in the suite watching him hit his uh, 698th home run? I was not. I was not. No? But it was, I mean, so awesome. Doing like an Abilene Christian postgame show for eight hours or was something? That Friday night? Friday night I was exhausted, so I went to bed early. Oh. Yeah, it was a really? lucky Friday night. I, yeah. Was what happened Friday. on Friday? I played golf in the afternoon and Horace got home. bogey, log cabin, combined the two for a good 18? Right, yeah. Well, that because I couldn't get on SDLCC. Um, but You were unhappy that they had punched the greens. Yeah, I was like, I can't play in these conditions. But uh, regardless, I was just tired on Friday, so I hung out and watched a little of the Cardinal game and then hit the hay early. Okay, so are, are you going to play the Pujols home run audio, which I didn't ask for, which I thought you might be going over to do, or are you going to call up mic drops? I don't know what you're doing. I just saw you move over to your little computer over there. Uh, buy some time for me so I can get the Albert audio up, and then we'll we'll take care of that. Well, I mean, I, I I'd love to, but uh, but what my question, and I'll ask this of the audience, what I would imagine we're all on the same page, is he is going to hit 700 home runs. I don't, I don't, I'm not even really sweating it. It's just more of a matter of I honestly, here's what I thought. I thought it was in play for him to hit him over the weekend. Once he hit 698 on Friday, I thought. Man, he is going to do whatever he can to get it done in St. Louis. And it kind of, you know, that first game of the doubleheader at noon on a Saturday, college football and so on, might fly under the radar and nothing really happened there. And he didn't he didn't start on, on the nightcap. And so at that point, the the, the, the bat, the buzzkill yesterday, actually, for me, if you had to, and it wasn't a real thrilling game, was you had the bases loaded 
GIDP by Dickerson right in front of pools. And oh, I'm yeah, getting yeah. into the weeds here for those of you that were really locked in on it, but uh, that that was that was going to provide a moment. Right. And then you had the six four three, and that wrapped it up. And it's just like, oh, that sucks. And then they really just didn't have a whole lot going on the rest of the way. But with that said, now it's eight straight on the road. So I have a two-part question for you, and I was going to say Jackson, but since you yelled at me and said, call me Piddles, <laughs> I will say Piddles, uh, percentage that Albert Pujols hit 700 home runs. 41%, as it has you're been. You're just now at this point, you're playing a character, and I don't like it. I don't like when people play characters. Like I said, I you wanted You really to do it. honestly don't think he's going to do it. I do think he's going to do it. Well, then why is there for now? I'm really... Well, because I can't just now say 65%. Can we just play a best of if you can find a segment that's decent enough from the last nine months? Because no, this thing's over. There's none. Uh, to be like, to be honest, like honesty and media. Yeah, I, I think it'd be tough to say he's not. He's okay. Then why is your percent forty-one percent? Because it's it's been in the forties, and I can't just all of a sudden go up. But yeah, I think he's gonna do. Well, I, he did, he hit a home run, so the information changed. Right, hundred <sighs> percent. It's like Abbott and Costello with who's on first. I don't understand. So I, why, do think, <laughs> I do think Albert's going to hit a home run, but there's still 41% chance. Of what? That he will do it. <laughs> right. But you just said you think he's going to hit 700. Right. So then how can the percentage be less than 50%? Math. This is the kind of thing that it's like, I can't let it go. <laughs> no, I, I know I should, for the sake of the show, <laughs> let it go and just move past it and go, okay, this guy doesn't understand. But I think you do understand, and that's why I feel like I need to tend to it. If you think it is likely, then why is your percentage less than likely? I've kind of boxed myself into a corner here. To he hit a home run since the show on Friday. So you can say, well, now that he's hit, now that he's only two away, and they have however many games left, what, 14 games left? Yeah. Then he's going to do it. Right. And I agree. I thought, like I said, I boxed my, I already said 41%. I can't go back on it now. There goes the water across the studio. That's a good toss. Thank you. I have the Albert audio, by the way. Thank you. Albert unloads. Deep left. And this game is tied. 6.98. Albert Pools. Two away from 700. So strong, and also once again, so important to the game. Uh, that's the thing, man. He keeps hitting these homers where it's like we we need yeah. them. We need the power. And oh, you first personed it. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. You're I on the squad now. Let me retract. I got. Can we start this segment over? <laughs> uh, yeah, I live bet the Cardinals too on uh, Friday, so I was. Oh, I was. I was a bigger fan. I got. Uh, got him at plus three hundred. Look at you. Yeah, it's like there's no way. But I'll be honest with you. I live bet him yesterday. Ah. Right after the GIDP yeah. of, of Dickerson, I'm like, oh, they're going to beat these guys. And then I'm like, oh, my God. So anyway, uh, so my percentage on him getting to 700 is 92%. Yeah. Like a now, here is the question that even though you, whatever you're doing with math, you're going to try to stay on some kind of mathematical principle that makes no sense to your words of, yes, I think he's going to do it, even though my percentage of him doing it is 41%. Will he do it in St. Louis? Uh, he is one for the theatrics. Three for three in San Diego, three in Los Angeles, two in Milwaukee, three in St. Louis, three in Pittsburgh. Right. That is the chronological order of what is to come here between now and the end of the regular season. So it would have to time out. Yeah, if he's at 699 by the time they get back to St. Louis to play the Pirates, 
I wouldn't put it past him to do it on the, like the last game on his last at bat and just oh, wow. hammer one, and that would just be the perfect bow on the end of the career. Um, but also at the same time, he might get two on the West Coast trip. You know, who knows how it's going to go? But uh, the way he's swinging the bat, man, I wouldn't. Not easy to get him in San Diego. Not to say you can't no. do it. It's not like they're easy to get in Bush Stadium. No, but. exactly. But uh, yeah, certainly. And to be like, and in. If it comes down to the last series, he's hit two in Pittsburgh as of recently. So it's if he is at six ninety nine in the last three games of the year, maybe. So percentage that he gets in St. Louis. Oh man, that actually forty one percent might be more indicative of that number. Uh, I'll go forty one percent. Nothing lots of throw to. Where is Rocchio? <laughs> he's coming now. He's, he's making a move towards he the is. studio. Look at Rocchio is making his way yeah, into please. the studio. Oh, no. He got scared. <laughs> We're intimidating presences. Yeah, piddles. Uh, it's, I, I mean, this I can play out. I would say it's it's 25% he gets it in St. Louis. Yeah. I, I, I think, think he probably gets one between now and the end of the road trip. Right. But I think it's a very good chance that, that, that he does it on the road. But I, I, he's going to get one, so that would put probable. Yeah. But I, you see, he can't rule out that he would, would get them both. Um but yeah, I think I think that I'll put it at twenty five percent. That's where I will put it that he gets it in St. Louis, and that would be the best. I mean, oh, obviously, it would be the best. Be so awesome. That would. Be, I mean, I couldn't. That the energy. If you, if people out there haven't been to a Cardinal game as of recently, the energy every time he goes up to bat is awesome. It's something else, isn't it? It, it, every, it really is. I mean, that that thing on Friday night. Everybody's going bat crap. They're battling back. Yep. That's the that's the energy. That's the rush. Yep. It is something else. It is absolutely something else yeah especially when he pinch hits too when he comes out of nowhere and comes up or like you see that a left-hander's coming out of the pen and you're like oh everyone you can hear the murmuring mm-hmm. and then when he comes up it's everybody rises at the same time and goes nuts and like you said when you took your son to the game like there's like a hush yes. for every pitch yes there is because like people are like thinking they're gonna win something incredible it's so it's so i mean you can't ask for much more out of a september baseball club it's pretty much solidified their spot he's facing five lefties in the next six games uh that's from the 314 he's played out in la for 10 years i'm pretty sure he might like to hit a couple out there as well he has fans out there no plus i think it is wearing on him and wearing on the team i think they would like to get it out of the way it's from the 636 that's just a text across the board i didn't like and i disagree with it's nothing personal but uh, I, I don't. I think if he had it his way, he would do it in St. Louis. I also think he just wants to get it done. But I don't think it's wearing on the team. No, I don't. Think I don't that. think it's wearing on the team. No. I think they're in a slump. And I suppose if there's one way to spin it, it's good. These things will happen over the course of a season. And if it's going to happen, it's good for it to happen at this point in September, as opposed to ideally they're still playing at this point in October. Yeah. But there's no way to spin it that it's not something of of note you can't just disregard it right. guys are trying to perform but at the same time if the cardinals were one game up on the brewers is paul goldschmidt sitting yesterday is tommy Edmonds sitting yesterday right. is paul de young getting the chance to face a right-hander yesterday all of those things are running in line with oh yeah we have an eight game lead and the magic number continues to drop and they're going to possibly clinch this thing while they're out on the west coast so you could have a weird spot. It's unlikely, but a weird spot where you're clinching against the Brewers and then playing them in the playoffs a week later, by the way. Um, but with regards to where the Cardinals are, can't ignore it. It is 
it is of note that it's going on, but I like to think that it will turn around. It just reminds me of 2009. That's what it reminds me of. Now, some people said, what about 2006? The thing about 2006 is that that team wasn't a team that anybody was thinking was a world championship caliber team. That that was a team that just got hot. Yeah, That was a team that got healthy and hot. The 2009 team was a team that with Wainwright and Carpenter both in the mix for the Cy Young had a real chance and just fell flat and it was over super quickly. But it started in early mid-September and they just never righted the ship. Uh, Tim, I would love to see the Cardinals sit him until he's back home after he gets 699. No, you got to give him every chance because I just, I'd be so awkward if he's just sitting at 699 at the end of the year. Like you need them to get to 700. So you give him every opportunity you can give him at this point. Uh, let's see, hundred percent that Piddles will be dancing by himself at Tin Roof after he hits seven hundred on October first. Good chance I'll be in Columbia on October first. You're going to go to the Georgia game. Yeah, one of my very, very, very close friends lives in Columbia, and I want to go visit him. Oh, is it your very, very, very close friend who went to Post Malone with you Saturday? No, no. It's your very, very, very close. Oh, he's a guy. He's my like he's my best friend since we were kids, and he still lives in Columbia, and so or still he lives in Columbia. He didn't go to school there, but um, he lives up there, and I want to see him. And I figured the Georgia game would be a perfect opportunity, even though the Tigers will get slaughtered. Oh my God, controversial host. Yeah, well, you know, Georgia looks like a. They could beat maybe the Colts, and Mizzou had to struggle against Evelyn Christian. They'll be announcing the game time for that one here uh, at some point, uh, should anyway, in the next uh, hour or so via the SEC. Uh, We will talk college football. We'll talk Missouri. We'll talk NFL. That's coming up on the other side of the break. There are growing concerns after a win in Columbia. Rare that those are the words, but that's actually what the case is. And then growing concerns after... Uh, a team uh, that uh, lost this weekend uh, that beat Missouri, K-State, yeah. lost to Tulane. And people go, oh, my God, if that team can beat Missouri and then lose to Tulane, wow, we may have a problem. Those conversations coming up next. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you. Another half hour of really what what is known as radio excellence. 65780 is how you get with the show. Uh, and also leave a mic drop, 101 ESPN. Uh, I'm getting texts that there are mic drops in the in the folder. And I don't know. If you had a chance to I have peruse. Not had, I haven't had a chance to peruse yet. So okay. give me a moment. I will. And, okay. then, uh, and then we can do that. Jackson doesn't want to be disturbed. He's over there communicating with his friend from the Post Malone show. Uh, This past weekend, Missouri fans witnessed a victory, but yet I feel like the stock is lower after a win because it was a 34-17 win against Abilene Christian. And then, perhaps even more concerning, is K-State lost to Tulane after beating Missouri the weekend before and beating Missouri handily. Some view the final score 40 to 12. Others, more savvy observers, view it as 40 to 6. Either way, K State beaten by Tulane after beating Missouri. And Missouri now has over its next month and a half games against Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, 
and uh, they will be put to the test. So uh, the status for Missouri football at this moment certainly as low as I can recall going into the SEC portion of the schedule uh, in the Drinkwitz era, certainly, and I feel like there is a a bubbling of people uh, crying out for uh, potential change and concern. I am not there. Uh, I'd like to see a guy get a good amount of time, and that's coming from somebody who is not necessarily high on him. So I want to make that clear. This is an okay, I was really high on him, and so therefore I'm going to go down with the ship. I wasn't. Uh, my reasoning for that is I thought there was a lot of smoke and not a lot of fire. I felt like I could sense the salesy nature of it. It's not my kind of style. I mean, I recognize it and I know it can work and it does certainly can work in recruiting. But at some point you got to win games. And, um, and my thought was either he wasn't going to be able to win games or he would win like eight and get out of Columbia and make a lateral move. That was my reasoning. And hey, God bless ambition. But Pinkle was a different kind of guy and that we saw that play out. So with that said, even though I'm not super high on Eli Drinkwitz, nor was I ever, I don't think even if they win three games this year, you fire him. Now, the people on TMA, the Plowhawk and Doug, they think three wins, you got to move on. And you're seeing college football coaches get whacked quicker than it used to be, or at least cries for their ouster quicker than it used to be. And I think that is, and this is what Gabe Diarman just said on TMA in the last hour, presented by James Carlton, and that is because of social media. And so then either athletic departments or boosters start hearing these echo chambers of you got to get rid of this guy, you got to get rid of this guy, and guys get fired or they're on the hot seat a hell of a lot quicker. Here's one thing that I can tell you with regards to the coaches on the sidelines on Saturday at Auburn, where Auburn is currently a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Missouri. If Brian Harson loses to Missouri, it becomes yet another SEC coach who is fired because they lost to Missouri. He will be gone oh, if yeah. Missouri wins at Auburn this Saturday. Right. You agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, the— the daunting schedule Auburn has coming up. Oh, my goodness. If they can't get a victory against Missouri, yeah, they're going to be like, all right. They have LSU, Georgia, Mississippi, Mississippi State, um, and Arkansas and Alabama yeah. coming up. That's, I, could, you actually, I don't think you could like create a tougher schedule all consecutively. Uh, barring a big surprise, they are underdogs in every single one of those and double-digit underdogs in half of those. Yep. That's what I would tell you. And that, I mean, that, this is a team that got hammered at home this past weekend yeah, by Penn State. Now, the thing is, is Auburn's so bad, I could see Missouri winning. Are you asking me? I'd say no. And I would lay the 7.5 all day long. Why? Because the biggest issue... My standpoint is not play calling and is not quarterback play. It's offensive line. An offensive line isn't coaching. It's size and technique. And I just don't think you can fix that which is not there. Yep. And that is why I go, oh, boy, this thing is not going to be able to turn around in 2022. And I think some Missouri observers are seeing it the same way. So from that standpoint, a critical game in the Drinkwitz era this Saturday, 11 a.m. against Auburn. The team he left a couple of years ago to come to Columbia had their biggest day in program history. Yes, I would say even bigger than winning at Michigan and winning at Texas A&M because they had college game day on their campus. And then they capped off their afternoon with this down, what, two points yep. on their own 40, 45-yard line. Yep. Appalachian State, here is the call. We'll see. See how many Troy rushes here. They have everybody back. 
to try to knock one down. Three-man rush. Chase going to step up in the pocket. Sets. Throws high into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggled. <laughs> What a call. There's a modulation situation as the broadcasters got yeah. excited, yeah, but that's happen. going to happen. I mean, if you're a Mountaineer fan, if you're a fan of App State, and that's the App State radio network, uh, you're just going nuts. Like, you're doing the same thing they are. So it's, and they've been an awesome team to watch. I mean, they had North Carolina. They should have beaten North Carolina in week one. They yeah. went at AM last week, and then they have that comeback on the Hail Mary. Yeah. But from a program building standpoint, you have that college game day on campus. Right, which is huge. Missouri fans in 2010 remember that game, not just because of beating Oklahoma, who was the number one BCS team at the time, but because you had college game day and all the build up to a night game. Mm-hmm. And what that does for a program, it's essentially an advertisement for for your program exactly, so it has yeah. lasting effects beating michigan and ann arbor certainly the most glamorous win i would say that was even more so than winning at a and m yeah but as far as big for a program to have that and have a hail mary and have people still talking about appalachian state yeah i mean when when Drinkwitz was hired it's like oh yeah the school that beat michigan in 2007 exactly. yeah well now it's becoming it's got a little bit of the gonzaga feel where they're building something there and Could be, the parallel with college basketball it's so tough to do in college football but with regards to what they did there uh that is an all-timer hail mary deflected by a receiver to another receiver then a receiver f- fires a block allowing the guy to run I around know. the end into the end zone I mean. and they win with zeros on the clock. And then the, the quarterback was helping students down from the stands onto the field for people to rush the I field. I love to see it. You just absolutely, you love the big pile up. Chase Bryce. Yeah. It, it was reminiscent of the Michigan game where, you know, they're just, the whole team is piled on one another in the corner of the end zone. It's just, it's, that's the kind of stuff that like makes college football so awesome is the, the pageantry and the celebrations of it all. Uh, Jackson, uh, we were on the Patriots against the Steelers. Was that put in Predictionary? Yeah. It was. I'm almost positive it was. Okay, so where sure. is Predictionary? Because I'm, I'm trending at 67%. I believe it was. I'm firing up Predictionary now. Uh... Was that entered in? It was not entered in. We didn't get it in. When, when you say we didn't get it in, I mean, is that your fault? Or yeah. Is that my fault? It is your fault. Well, yeah, it's okay. It's almost always my fault. But uh, twelve and five is, <laughs> is the record still. But, but it should be thirteen and five. So now yeah. I follow a grievance. We did give away Patriots minus two as the as as essentially our lock of the week. The one that I gave away on pick six, I was very fortunate to get Tennessee had to score oh, a touchdown no. in the final minute. Yeah, I bet that one. I and was kind of sweating did, it. And they did. And uh, and that covered Tennessee is legit. I mean, Tennessee, Kentucky, I'm not sure on what Florida is. They'll get a chance to play Tennessee this week in college game days at Tennessee this weekend. First time they've yeah. been in Knoxville since 2016. I don't know what they were doing there in 2016. Uh, maybe Alabama was there or something. Yeah, I don't I can't, know what, yeah, why they Tennessee been. always has to play Alabama, which is a right. sucks for them yeah, because Mizzou gets beat. Arkansas. But, uh, yeah, Tennessee, Florida is – they got such a, a awesome quarterback, but – they have yet He's got to, a wide delta. Yeah, they've yet to put up a game where you're like, okay, that was really impressive. Tennessee, on the other hand, can score and score plenty. So that's that's a fun game. But 
otherwise in the SEC, it's it's a lot of parity, kind of contrary to years past. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's great, and then A and M goes and loses to Appalachian State, as we mentioned before. So it's A and M bounces back this weekend and beats uh, the Hurricanes. So the U not back to where Mario Cristobal wants them to be just yet. That will be a process. That's what I'm saying, it takes some time. Uh, and then on the NFL side of things, man, I'm telling you, for those of you who are wagering or fantasy footballing this weekend. So many games looked like they were over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Miami. And then they weren't. Take your pick. Yeah. Miami and the Ravens come back. Tua goes off. Yeah. Nick Chubb could have just slid down like his uh, former teammate at Georgia did, Todd Gurley, yeah. to get a win. Instead, he goes into the end zone. Who would have thought the New York Jets and Joe Flacco would be capable of two touchdowns in the final two minutes? But that's what wound up happening. So the Jets win. Otherwise, the Browns could have just run out the clock. Yeah, uh, They were popping champagne like bottle service at the Death Star in Las Vegas yeah, when awesome they were up 23-7. to And then Kyler Murray and the Cardinals come back and win that one. Meanwhile, another one that we liked, Aaron Rodgers. They did cover, right? Yeah, yeah. Plenty by plenty, I took that. Yeah, that, it was minus 10 when it kicked off, and they won by 17. So, so that one covers as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what everyone was on. And so Eagles tonight, by the way, minus two. Oh, you, are you releasing a play? Eagles minus two tonight. Boy, you just kind of snuck your play in. I, I don't Boy. like to. I don't like to. You know, have like sounders, like where it's like lock. Jackson's play. Yeah, never miss lock of the week. But uh, I am three and zero on my locks at pick six. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patriots. It's, kind of, it's, it's for those of you not watching. <laughs> Jackson's kind of bit his lower lip, like, "Yeah, dig me." <laughs> yeah, even though like so, who are you on the Eagles minus two? Eagles minus two. Is so fun. for my entertainment now, I need to see the Vikings win. Yeah, well, so you think it's, it, it's very like it's been, that could very much happen, but I like the Eagles minus two. All right, night. fair enough. Jackson is now a tout, and he is releasing plays here. Uh, I call his secret one nine hundred number to get his play for the over under on tonight's games. Yep. Uh, all right, we'll take a commercial break. Final segment of balloon party is coming up next. This is one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN. Well, some breaking news out of Jefferson City. I was tracking this. And this article just posted to stltoday.com. Governor Mike Parson shut the door this morning on efforts by the Missouri House to legalize sports betting. Lawmakers are back in the Capitol as part of a special session called by the Republican governor to deal with a cut in state income tax race. Parson spokeswoman Kelly Jones said that means sports betting legislation is not relevant to the subject of the special session. Quote, sports betting is clearly beyond the call and does not relate to Governor Parsons' topics in the call. I do not anticipate sports betting being part of a special session. For those of you who monitor this, there was talk over the last 48, 72 hours that Missouri was going to try to get this, the Missouri House was going to try to get this across the finish line because the state is seeing people travel to Illinois, and now Kansas has it, and a number of neighboring states have it. And so Missouri is going, oh, we're leaving tax dollars on the table. The uh, measure calls for Missouri to join the neighboring states in making betting on sports legal. Advocates say there is an appetite for sports gambling in Missouri. After Kansas launched its sports betting program earlier this month, more than 16,000 people in Missouri were blocked from accessing the batting platform on their mobile devices, according to analysis by GeoComply, which provides geolocation and cybersecurity services. The Cardinals and Blues are both involved in trying to get this done and would then uh, have betting windows at their respective 
buildings. Other provisions include initial applications fee of up to $150,000 for providers, a tax rate of 10% of adjusted gross receipts, and an annual license renewal fee no larger than $50,000. So the House last year approved a similar package. The issue's been stuck in the Missouri Senate over disagreements on how to rid the state of illegal slot machines that flooded the state in recent years. So that was the holdup as to why it didn't get done earlier this year. There was some hope over the weekend. I was monitoring this, that it could get done in this special session. But this morning, Governor Parson and his spokesperson saying that will not be happening in this special session. So Jackson, no sports gambling in Missouri in 2022. Absolute shame. It's a shame. Such a miss. I think it's a huge miss. Yeah, I am. Uh, I mean, it's going to happen. Right, right. And I would imagine it is going to happen within the next 365 days. Yeah, I'd say that. But in the meantime, it is not happening. And uh, it's because of illegal slot machines that are all over the area. Well, not the area, the outposts right. <laughs> in, in the, uh, the state. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, for those of you who would like to be able to uh, just uh, do it right here in Missouri, that will be holding off. But that is the nature of the beast. You can go over to uh, FanDuel in Illinois and enjoy. Yeah, there absolutely. it is. Drive across the river, park, and do it there. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a miss. It's a big miss, and I think uh, the state would embrace it big time. Good morning, Tim. We may be the dumbest state ever. Thanks. That's from the 636. <laughs> Uh, but for first. Uh, so there that is. Uh, Cardinals off today. And then in San Diego tomorrow, they will be put to the test by the Padres, who will be throwing Clevenger, Mania, and Snell. And so they dodge Darvish and Musgrove. Uh, but those two will start their uh, first two games of the series at Coors Field. Then the Cardinals head to Los Angeles and take on the Dodgers. Speaking of wagering, the Dodgers are such big favorites to win the National League that they are basically even money to win the National Jeez, League. Are they really? It's plus 120. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's that's essential, pretty much. Essentially even money to yeah. win the National League. That's unbelievable. And that's with a really strong field. Yeah, seriously. When, when you talk about the Mets and the Braves and the Cardinals, yeah. but also as we were talking about, the Padres have some have, have a little bit of value as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I can't remember ever when a team was that strong of odds to win the National League, especially, like you said, with this pool of teams that they also have to get around. Yeah, the Astros are plus 145, but I think most people would agree that the American League doesn't have the depth right. that the National League does at this particular moment. For the record, the Cardinals are plus 650, so if you were to bet 100, you would win 650 if they were to win the National League. And when it comes to the World Series, the Cardinals are plus 1,200 to win the World Series. Um, who is ahead of the Cardinals? The Mets are plus 300 to win the National League. The Braves plus 350 and the Cardinals plus 650. The Padres plus 1,300 to win the National League. And the Padres plus 2,500 to win the World Series. So there is the knowledge yeah, on on that if you, uh, if you are feeling anything in particular. Jackson, who plays in the World Series? Who wins the World Series? Go. Dodgers, Astros. The Astros win in six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, very that's, nice. That's my take. I'm going to go against the Dodgers. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go against the Dodgers, and I am going to say the Cardinals will play the Yankees, and the Cardinals win in seven. That would be—I I don't think you could draw up a better outcome. Like this, that. Is, this is me essentially reciting my fantasies on the air. Yeah, I've that. wanted to see the Cardinals play the Yankees in the World Series, and it's come close to happening, I feel like, so many different times. 
Cardinals were a win away from doing it in 96. The Yankees were a win away from doing it in 2004. Right. And uh, there have been other times. I guess they were both in the Final Four in 2019, but you saw right. how that, that played out. <laughs> yeah. uh, it didn't work out for either team on that one. So this time around, the Cardinals uh, would uh, be having to get past probably the Padres. Yeah, most and likely. And then take your pick of who it would be from, from there, Mets or Braves. And then an NLCS with the Dodgers, and we've we've seen that we've seen the Dodgers quite a bit in the postseason around uh, these particular parts. That would be an epic showdown. All right, BK and Ferrario are coming up next. And uh, on behalf of Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.